You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle Auburn family and welcome back to Auburn Roots. This is our journey of sharing and exploring the stories of your Auburn family members. On episode 25, I like to do things special on the five numbers. Back on episode five, we talked to Miss Sherry Wood, the daughter of Coach Sonny Smith. On episode 15, we talked to Coach Sonny Smith, the former head men's basketball coach and our first coach that we interviewed here on this podcast network. And I'm pleased to tell you that on episode 25, we have our first Auburn athlete, former Auburn athlete, to sit down with us and be gracious enough to share their Auburn roots. He's a guy that many of you will be familiar with if you grew up in the era that I did and was part of the foundation that was laid in forming what would be then become the 2004 undefeated season, even though he wasn't technically part of it, but he did have a significant part in laying that foundation so that success was being maintained. He was a favorite uh, target of Jason Campbell, and he's one of my favorite wide receivers in all of Auburn history, Mr. Jarris McIntyre. Jarris, thank you for joining us. Thank you. How are you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. You know, it's always a good day when I can talk to my favorite former Auburn football players because this is the era, your era, was the the time when I really got invested in what it meant to be an Auburn family member and an Auburn football fan. So I, I got to admit, there are a few times that you made me jump up in my couch, uh, off of my couch, with some of the catches that you were making uh, from Jason Campbell. So I would imagine that was a pretty fun time for you. Yeah, d- definitely, man. I, I always look back at those days, uh, you know, and just reminisce on the good times, on, on being able to make plays, on playing at Auburn with so many great players. And, and, you know, those, you know, I cherish, you know, we cherish those moments every day, still to this day. So um, those were some fun times. Um, you know, you know, we had a brother, we have a brotherhood and still talk to a lot of those guys to this day. So I really, I really, really uh, love my time at Auburn. It seemed like you really have invested even after your career at Auburn and your career playing sports in what it means to be an Auburn family member. So maybe just like this would be a great question to open up with before we get further into your personal story. But in general, what is it about Auburn? What is it that makes you want to be a part of it, be a part of the the family, quote unquote? I think I think really it's just it being a, a, a family like yourself, myself or any other random Auburn fan. Once you see that orange and blue, and once you hear War Eagle, it's like that's you, you know you become a family member, and a lot of people preach it, and you know it's a family atmosphere and a family environment. But if you've ever been on the plains for any any kind of game, especially football, you just get that feeling. So it's really hard to kind of explain. You know, for myself, um, I grew up an Auburn, you know, Tiger fan. My dad played there. My my mom went there, and had aunts and family members up in that area. So. I was always Auburn, but but the people that didn't grow up Auburn and, and came to Auburn kind of understood qu- quickly what it's like to be in that family atmosphere and that family environment and just just bleeding that orange and blue, really. Absolutely. And I'm glad to hear that the family ties are strong for you because I was not aware for, aware of that. And that's usually one of the things I like to talk about is, mm-hmm. you know, was it something that was ingrained in you by your family? It sounds that might have been the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was. Um so my father, a lot of people know, some don't, but like he was one of the first African-American football players at Auburn in the 70s. 
Um, and, and, and when he left the school, he was the all-time leading rusher before Bo Jackson and, you know, a lot of the other, uh, a lot of the other Auburn greats came, came through. Um, he was all-time leading rusher. So when I was born and growing up and through the 80s and 90s, it was all Auburn, even though I, I'm from Tampa, Florida, and, and, and you know, grew up in Tampa, Florida. It, it was always War Eagle. It was always Auburn. I would be going to games, like I said, in the 80s and the 90s, um, and just grow, grew up watching Auburn. So um, the family ties are definitely there. My dad met my mom at Auburn. Um, my mom's sisters went there. You know, through the like I said, through the through the uh, the, the, the Bo Jackson days and a little bit after. So for me, it, you know, it was War Eagle from the time I was born. So it was really, I really had uh, no choice. But I'm but I'm glad I didn't have a choice. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the first non-choice that you're glad you didn't have. Yeah, I gotta yes. be honest. I'm a little jealous of the amount of family ties that you have to Auburn. Here I am sitting here thinking, oh, I'm you know I'm the typical Auburn fan. I've got my dad was the big fan you know, all this kind of stuff, but you've got sisters, you've got, you know, your dad yeah. was a leading rusher. This is, this is a great little family history you've got. with Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's a lot, man. My, my dad graduated from there. My mom graduated myself. I graduated. My twin sisters graduated from there. My mom's, I think what two sisters graduated from there. I had about three first cousins that were there at the time I was there that ended up graduating around that time. Yeah. Around that, around that era as well or three or four shoot maybe even five i can't even remember so on both sides my mom and dad's side of the family we uh we're definitely deep in, in the in the auburn roots it might be time to find one of those buildings to rename to the mcintyre name at <laughs> hey, this hey, point let's, <laughs> hey let's do it let's let's do it man <laughs> hey, hey, enough was invested in to 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 have a building i, I guess per se but now nah, it was uh it's, 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 you know, kind of ironic or in, in, in a great accomplishment and things of that nature. So I, I'm just uh, just kind of proud at this yeah. point when you look back at it, and you you know, everybody can say, hey, we went to Auburn, we graduated, beat up on Alabama during that time. I mean, what, what more can you add? What more can you ask for? It's a pretty great well-rounded education. experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great education, winning some games, beating up on Alabama a little bit here and there and, and uh you know, what else, like I said, what else could you ask for? I don't know how much it gets better than that, man, man. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about you outside of Auburn, get to know you a little bit. So if you mentioned it already with some of the family ties, it was pretty much a non-choice for you, but you're thankful for that. You said you grew up in Tampa. So tell me a little bit about that outside of Auburn, growing up in Tampa or anything else from your childhood. If I sat you down on a couch and say, give me your childhood or your adolescence in a nutshell before Auburn, what would that be like? Uh, man, that's a good question. Um, sunny Tampa, Florida, man, beaches jet skis, you know, my sister's mom, dad here, a lot of, you know, a lot of friends attended Tampa Catholic high school where I'm now the head coach. Um, so I was able to go get a great education there and just kind of live in the Florida life. Um, I guess, I guess springtime year round, which, which was always great growing up, being able to go to the beaches and in the lakes and, and, you know, be with family members and occasions occasionally had some summers up in, in Roanoke, Alabama, where my grandmother's from in Montgomery, Alabama, where, my dad's, you know, parents live. So, um, like I said, Tampa, Florida, man, just the sunshine state was always out here on the grind, you know, played baseball as well. So, so was able to kind of play sports year round and, and just, you know, love my family and, and, uh, you know, li live our best life now here in the sunshine state, really. See, I think that's something that people aren't aware about you. Obviously we know you for your time with the football program and what you've done with that at Auburn and beyond that, but you were a baseball guy as well growing up. Was yeah. there ever a chance that you thought, hey, I might do this at the next level? Yeah, it was, it was, it was really close, man. Um, as, as my senior year approached, it, it, I was still kind of figuring out which one I wanted to do. A lot of people said I was even better at baseball. I love football. And as I told you earlier, you know, it was always a dream to play for Auburn mm -hmm. and to play professional football. So I really think um, that kind of took over everything. When, when in reality, I maybe could have went the baseball route or maybe tried to do both, which I know would be kind of grueling at the college level. Um, so looking back at it, you know, I, I, you know, I fulfilled a dream of playing at Auburn football and uh, getting drafted to the National Football League. But but I still had that love for baseball and I, I think I was pretty good at that. 
there's been few players that have been able to make that that bridge that gap from doing football and baseball. Bo Jackson's obviously the big name there. Frank Thomas for a time as well. Uh, right now, John Samuel Schinker, if I can say his name correctly, it's a tough one to say. Oh, oh so he is playing baseball now too? I, that is my understanding. I believe okay. when I was listening to the radio broadcast, I got heard his name called. I was like, there he is doing it. So okay, I, okay. I, I appreciate the, the fact of how much you have to do just to be a football player or any <laughs> sport, but to do a dual sport – that's an incredible task to do. Uh, but uh, what what position would you have played in baseball? I was an outfielder, center fielder, left fielder. Played a little bit of right, but I was mainly center field, left fielder. Kind of lead off batter type, you know, a little bit of power, but was you know on base, stealing bases, and you know on base percentage was pretty high. Just just was always my thing, just getting on base and trying to get runs. So. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen you out in that outfield there, out next to the yeah. Green Monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I look back at it, you know, and I still go to our games now uh, at Tampa Catholic and watch those kids a little bit here and there. But, but uh, yeah, those were, it was some fun times. I just felt like the sport of football was more active. And, you know, I don't know if I had ADD. I don't know if I chose it, but I don't know. I was a little more moving around, couldn't be in one spot for a long time kind of kid. And I just always felt like football, I was always moving. It was always active. And I was like, you know, whereas baseball is a little slower. And, and um, you know, I just kind of not lost interest, but just wanted more action. And I felt like the football route was a lot more action than baseball. Yeah, they're both very complicated games. And it takes a special type of player to be able to do one of those things. But to do both of those things is, is pretty, can be challenging because they're just very different. in the cerebral aspect of the game, you know, there's a lot, like, lot more action, like you said, in football where you've got to mm-hmm. be on it, on it, on it. And baseball's a lot of mental. Mental, in- patience. Exactly. Yeah, because even, even at the plate, like, you know, it, it, you know, you want to be patient, but I was the type that I wasn't, you know, I just would want to hit the ball. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to sit there and let the count get to 3-2 or, you know, 3-0. I'm, I'm going to probably have swung at a ball, you know, before I sit, sit up there for five minutes at a plate. So, mm-hmm. um but I, you know, it was it was fun, and I was good at it. And maybe I could have, you know, could have played it, or maybe should have played it. But at the end of the day, I, I never look back and say could have, would have, should have, because you know, I was able to play for Auburn and yeah. make it to the NFL. So absolutely. Well, before we move on to maybe how you got to Auburn, and we kind of know a little bit about that with your family ties. Uh, what about the Tampa area? What about being like an Auburn fan in that area? W- were there a lot of Auburn fans? Was is that something that was kind of scarce being down there? Well, this is kind of, this is Gator Nation, I'll say. You know, you got you got the Seminoles around here and there, but it seems like it's Gator Nation with Gainesville being an hour and a half. But now in Tampa, we have a big Tampa club, and we've had that um, before. So there are some Auburn fans, and there are some kids that do go to Auburn from the Tampa Bay area, just, just regular college, you know, students, non-athletes. So um, there is a base in Tampa, but this is more so, I would say, Gator Nation around these parts. But um, there are some Auburn Tigers. There are some Auburn Tigers. You'll see some Auburn tags. We're always honking War Eagle when you see an Auburn tag. And that's why I said it comes back to what you're saying with the family. Like, even down here, if you see an Auburn tag or they see your play, your light, you know, your license plate, whatever it may be, um, they're going to honk, let the window down, War Eagle, whatever it may be. So I feel like that's just nationwide. Mm-hmm. You know, when, if you're up with, when I was up in Kansas City, I would see that. You know, of course, in Atlanta, Georgia, wherever I'm traveling, if you see, you know, you see Auburn plates and tags and you guys kind of see each other, it's always a, a war eagle or fist pump or whatever it may be, you know? Well, I want to ask this next question, but I want to also be diplomatic because I know you're a high school coach now and I know you got to maintain relationships with, with colleges and stuff like that. But who did you have the, who is, which university in the state did you have most fun with as an Auburn fan? Was it Florida, Florida State or? Uh, Florida State. Florida State, Florida okay. State. <laughs> see, see, for, see, for me, I, um, uh, I'm gonna be honest, like coming out, coming out, I had a lot, a couple of my teammates, um, one of my teammates went to Miami, one of them went to Florida. So I kind of, before I got to Auburn, kept up with Florida a lot. I would say they're my second SEC team. And then Miami was loaded. It was the U. Um, and I respected Florida State, but I, I felt like the Florida State fans jaw a little bit. Yeah. I think they might jaw. You know, they're not Bama or the Georgia fans, but they draw a lot. Yeah. Um, so I just think for whatever reason, anytime I'm in some kind of back and forth with a fan in Florida, yeah, it's probably an FSU fan. You yeah. know, I think and I think maybe because in, in 13 they beat us and that's the last time we played. Mm-hmm. Whereas Florida, you know, we beat Tebow a couple times, you know, and 
they kind of have the respect back and forth because they beat us, we beat them. In Miami, we really haven't played, so they don't really jaw because they know SEC is, is the best conference. But when it comes to Florida State, I don't know, it's something different. So yeah. I would say FSU. UCF a little bit after they beat us too, you know, national champs and all that crap. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, I had a little bit of that. I had a little bit of that, but they weren't that bad. The FSU, I would say FSU are the worst. I was about to say, I wonder, was wondering if US, uh, UCF was going to come into the equation at any point in this because they've become a little bit more relevant with recent events, too. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, some, some feelings there all the way around. Uh, but that's yeah. cool. I, I think we got a, a good perspective of you, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, as we talked about, you said there was not much of an option outside of Auburn. And before you make the decision to go there, was there ever any other school that had a chance or if there was another school that you considered? Yeah, I was close to going to Miami, actually. Speaking okay. of, of, yeah, because I had um, at Tampa Catholic, we had a couple guys the years prior signed with uh, Miami, and they were recruiting me pretty hard. And that's Tupperville was just coming in mm-hmm. as Bowden was leaving. So I had a relationship with Miami, a better relationship, and they were recruiting me pretty hard. And uh, I was supposed to go to Miami. So Miami and Florida. Were the, were the other two, I would say. But but um, once Somerville got in and got his staff and they started recruiting me, uh, the new staff started recruiting me, I, you know, I was still locked in and all in with Auburn. Tell me a little bit about Coach Tuberville because, you know, I've met him a few times and, you know, I have some fond memories because he's the coach that was there when I was really solidifying myself as an Auburn fan. Uh, but tell me a little about, about him and what it was like being coached by him. He recruited me. He gave me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, he was, he was, we won a lot of games. So I can't really say we beat up on Bama, like I said earlier, earlier in the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we won the West and, you know, I was a captain. You know, he, he honored me to be a captain my senior year. And, and, uh, like I said, give, gave me opportunity to, to play for Auburn and help me fulfill the dream. He, he, you know, he engaged with his players somewhat, mm-hmm. um, as a coach. So, you know, nothing, nothing really bad to say about him. Like I said, he won a lot of ball games. Um, went undefeated that, like I said, in 04 and we won, you know, we won the West in 2000 and went on the road, you know, a streak of beating Alabama uh, pretty good for some years. So, you know, he was successful at Auburn definitely. And, and, you know, he gave me an opportunity to play for the Auburn type. So being a student athlete, you come to Auburn, you've got the family ties here. Help us understand for those of us that aren't student athletes, what that balance is like for you, you you know, day one, you get on campus, like help us kind of see that through your eyes a little bit. It was tough. It was tough. I mean, it's a little different than high school, you know, having a full day of classes and then going to practice, um, college classes at least, or, or workouts in the morning. So it, it was definitely a grind. I feel like um, as time went on, I got used to it. But um, initially, it is different than high school. And, and it take, you know, takes you some time to kind of get adjusted, being on your own schedule, having to wake up, um, you know, get up yourself, walk across the street to, to the buildings or to the, you know, your classrooms and no one really holding your hand to do it and, and being, you know, basically becoming an adult is definitely, uh, it was definitely challenging for, you know, for I'll say that first semester of school. You know, I, I think that's something that we need to hear is, you know, just the general fan base, because obviously we see what you guys do on the field mm-hmm. and, and what you go through somewhat during the week, because we get the little images in the media and stuff like that, but we don't know what the grind is like for you guys and what you have to put up with and what you don't get to do and participate in. Uh, were you, did you have any opportunity to like spend time on campus doing anything else besides sports or get involved in anything? You know, it's fine. Not really at all. Uh, you know, some guys pledged in fraternities or whatnot, but not for the most part. My, my mind, my, you know, my mindset was school workouts and then maybe on the weekends hanging out with, you know, friends and, and doing stuff here and there, going out here, you know, a little bit or whatnot. But but as far as just that everyday grind, man, it was the more the workouts were so hard. <laughs> yeah. And then going to class, man, I was just focused on making it through the workouts, you know, or things of that nature. So. Uh, not, nothing really, none. I can't say I did really think yeah. anything outside of, 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 of football workouts, football practice, you know, and then hanging out on the weekends with the fellas. Mm-hmm. Now you were, uh, the strength and conditioning coach at the time was coach Kevin Yoxel, right? Was yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've heard that that's pretty tough grind to go through with him. Is that the case? Yeah, that's definitely the case. I mean, to this day, <laughs> he has a story where I was, uh, I was so dang tired and, and, uh, I was going down to tie my shoe, acting like I'm going to tie my shoe, but I was just trying to bend over. So to this day, anytime he sees me or has a comment, he's like, hey, man, you still tying those shoes? 
So, uh, nah, man, those things were grueling, man. We, we, we uh, work hard and we saw him more than any of the other coaches, you know, so he was more like that father figure away from home for all of us. And we all have so much respect and love for him. And he really helped that program and, 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 and built it back to where, to where, you know, it was supposed to be. And, and um, I have much respect for him, but his workouts were definitely hard. That running was hard, but it made, you know, it made us the best. It made yeah. us the best. It was best for us. Yep. You don't see fans getting too excited about when there's a new strength and conditioning coach hire. And I, I think, I don't think people understand how important of a hire that is, not just mm-hmm. from obviously strength and conditioning, but as you just said, the relationship aspect, you know, you saw him probably more than any other coaches spent more time with him. So I think that's something that fans could probably, you know, hear this and take away and say, Hey, the next time that, you know, you're hearing something about the the new strength and conditioning coach, be appreciative of that. And you know, that's a very important hire for the head coach that's coming in, especially for new coach, uh, Brian Harson. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. No, it definitely is. It's, it's a very, very important hire. Um, like I say, your coach Jocks basically instilled everything that we put out there on Saturdays. He instilled it in, in us, you know, the first day we got there and all the way on. So, mm-hmm. That, 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 to me, is almost as important of a hire as, as the main head coach, in my opinion. So a, a case can be definitely made for that in some degree. Yeah. Um, now, while you're at Auburn, what degree were you studying for and what did you finish with? Um, I, I uh, graduated in education. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I got my uh, degree in education. What were the classes like there at Auburn or, or any, any funny stories from that or anything like that? Not really. They weren't easy. You know, I went to uh, a Catholic school, so we were college prep. So they weren't too, too difficult. But but I mean, um, you know, I enjoyed my time and it was a little different going to class and stepping in the classroom, not knowing anybody. And, you know, classes, you know, (laughs) walking a mile away or another class, another mile away. But uh, I can't really say any interesting stories. I mean, I I really enjoyed my time at Auburn and um, got to meet a lot of a lot of good people got a lot of good classmates and, and it, it was a, a good fun funny interesting time well let's talk a little bit about the football time there because we need to spend just a little bit on that if you had to like pinpoint a couple games that come to mind during your tenure there what would you say stick out to you first one is florida in 2001 when we won on a field goal at the end with uh, damon duvall we were heavy heavy underdogs had a lot of guys hurt um, that was probably my most memorable being from Florida. Like I've said before, um, I had a pretty big catch uh, to set up that field goal on that, on that last drive, but Florida, 2001, all uh, iron bowl, 2003, when um, the go crazy Cadillac game, that first play of that game, a uh, whole bunch of controversy with them, I guess, on the, on the, on the plane, trying to get Tupperville out of there. And, and uh, we, I think we all knew that ahead of the game and, and, uh, you just came out to be able to score in the first play of the game, offense play of the game, 80 yards, you know, with kind of like great blocking from the offensive line. I had a pretty decent block and then ran down the sideline. So I would say that game. Also Vanderbilt 2003, I scored twice. Um, we were, I guess, preseason number one and didn't score against, I guess, USC or Georgia Tech week one or two. So I actually scored the first touchdown of the season. Uh, against Vanderbilt uh, so so I think that was a very memorable moment for myself in that season to get us rolling to build momentum for that 04 season um, really I would say those three and probably the Wyoming game which because it was my first game in 2000 mm-hmm. just being able to run out of that tunnel like I dreamed about and seeing those 85 90,000 people screaming you know Thursday night game on ESPN uh I would have to say, if I had to say, man, those, just those games were, you know, I had, you know, big time memories just because we won all of them. And, um, you know, each one had a special moment yeah. to me. And I think I would also say the Wisconsin game in uh, that 03 season, going into the 04 season, they build the momentum. It was a hard fought game against the Wisconsin team. And I had a, you know, a couple of big catches that game yeah. to end my career. So, um, those three or four games I would have to say are, are, you know, my, my moments that I kind of cherish at being at Auburn along with a whole bunch of others, um, yeah. you know, nine 11 happened and we ended up flying to Syracuse as a team and got to go out to USC, you know, play Southern Cal, you know, all the way across the country. So just being uh, some things like that coming to Orlando for the, uh, for the, you know, couple bowl games were, were, were pretty fun just being back in Florida playing. So, 
Um, I can't really say just one, but some of those things were, so were, you know, what I wanted to kind of, kind of pinpoint it, the highlight of my career. Let me ask the opposite side of that. Any of the bad ones stick out to you? Yeah. The first one was Ole Miss 2003. Uh, we were basically driving to win the game and, uh, been over mono. I don't know if you remember that game where we had that, that big drop. That was, that was, that was, that was, man, bad, bad. You know, I still think about that to this day. Um, that was definitely one of, just because he had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. My great friend, you know, he, he, you know, really, really smart dude. It just sucked that that happened at that point for him. Right. Um, and then I feel as in the next play, they threw one up. There's a couple guys around, but I still be like, I could have pushed somebody off and tried to make a play to save the day or whatever. But that that one definitely is one. Another game, I think 2002, the year after we beat Florida, we went back down there and lost, I think, by a field goal. They blocked a field goal or something, something like that down in the swamp. But I will say those two games, just because we're so close to winning and it could have built momentum for the season and whatever it may be. But I think those two those two games kind of kind of suck when it comes to just thinking back. But they were good for hard fall ball games. Yeah. And just like we've won a lot of the close ones, we lost a couple of close ones. Georgia, 2002, maybe. They threw one up to the dude Michael Johnson at the end on the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. That might have been, yeah, yeah, that might have been 02. That, that was a tough one. We had that game in the bag, too. So those three, and those are the real, real close games that you'd be like, you know, as an SEC player, could go either way and it doesn't go your way that day you'll always remember you know so you're bringing up memories now you know we just had this high you were going through all these games that i remember watching you in and then we don't talk about these bad ones and i'm i made the mistake asking the question because i was there in the uh, old miss 2003 game i was in the end zone where women dropped the ball and you know there's no auburn players out there that i have a problem with or or i've never not liked but you couldn't have picked a worse guy for that to happen to because he's like yeah. hey, yes. he's, he's such a nice dude and like wow such a nice dude like he's the only dude i told him this too he's the only dude that can go to alabama for grad school and nobody get mad right because i guess he went and did some doctoring or whatever he did in law school at alabama i was like you know but i guess auburn didn't have it or what i said damn you yeah. can go to georgia tech or georgia or anywhere you had to go to but no one's mad because he's just that good of a dude like so it, it was it was it sucked, man, because he he had a great game. I remember him catching the screen, getting it all the way down to like 20. I caught a couple out routes to get us down to about the five. I remember like yesterday, but like I was just telling him, don't worry about it. You made you made so many plays, we wouldn't have been in that position that day. But uh that that, that would probably be the worst. Yeah. And even though just because it wasn't it wasn't me, but it was just like I felt so bad for him mm-hmm. um at that time. But but, um, yeah, I would say those were the moments that you always remember, too. Yeah. And that's part of being a football player or a coach or anything else uh, in competitive sports, that you win something, you're going to lose something. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. 
but as I, I said in the intro, you and your teammates that had left uh, in the after the 2003 season laid the foundation for what was going to happen going forward. And that season before, you guys were picked number one by a lot of publications. I remember that very well. Did you guys really like help me understand from a athlete's perspective here? When you're hearing that hype, did you guys really feel like you were the best team in the nation that year? Yeah, I think so because we had a lot of veterans and then we had a lot of young talent. I mean, you got to think. I mean, that whole team in o- in the 03 season basically got a got drafted or a chance in the NFL. So, you know, we had Jason Campbell, Cadillac, Ronnie, Brandon Jacobs, and then we had, you know, myself, Ben Obamanu, Devin Aroma should do, Anthony Mix, Courtney Taylor, you know, Marcus McNeil on the O-line. I mean, we were loading on defense, Carlos Dansby, Dontarius Thomas, Carlos Rogers, Rose Green. So we were loaded. Um, so, I, I, you know, I mean, just looking at it and, and what we had, and, and I always look back at it, absolutely. You know, I think we felt we were the best. I think that was the year before, right when we're coming off of beating Penn State in the Capital One Bowl or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, it was Capital One Bowl, not Orlando. So we beat them up, and most of that team came back. And uh, – you know, the publishers were, they were, I mean, they were right from the sense of what they saw at the end of O2 and what we had. I just think we never meshed offensively um, just as a whole, had a new coordinator. Um, defense was playing what pretty well. And I just think it took us a little bit of time to kind of get in our groove. But by then we had lost a couple games. So it was kind of like that number one or national title talk was kind of, kind of dwindling away. But I think towards mid year, we showed that team that, uh, everybody thought we were going to be. It just took a little bit more time. So you see the team after you go on, go undefeated, arguably uh, were the national champions and never got to play for it. Uh, do you take a little bit of you know pride in knowing that you, in essence, helped create and made that a reality? Yeah, yeah, I do. And the reason why is because I think what we went through in 03 helped build what it was in 04 because – it was the same expectations or maybe the expectations weren't as high, but it helped, you know, the stats in your class to be like, Hey, regardless of what we're ranked, we got to do it and put it on the field on top of making sure offensively we're together. Do we have the right coordinator? Do we have everybody in the right pieces from week one? So, um, and I think that, you know, came with coaching and, and players when it come down, when it came down to the old four season, um, whatever mistakes that we made in 03, let's correct them. So in 04, we can go and hit the ground running. So I, I do think 03 and, and that group of guys helped build what happened in 04. Well, I hope you guys, you personally, but the rest of your teammates from that uh, 2003 team that never got to see the 2004 know how much we do appreciate uh, the foundation that you laid and making what 2004 was the reality. And let me ask this and let's close out our talk about like just off and football stuff in general. You think that 2004 team would have beat 2010? That's a good question. Oh, four, oh, 10. I think 10, man, I don't know. Cause Cam Newton's man, he, he, to me, he, the, what he did is the best college football season ever. Mm-hmm. And then they still had Nick Fairley that would always come up with a play. Oh, four though. I mean, man, they had that defense. I, I can't say. Only reason I would say 04 is because those are my friends yeah. from 04. Of course. But the fact that Cam Newton was playing for Auburn, man, I don't know. Because that, that dude was ridiculous. I mean, they were scoring 60 at times. Right. And regardless, yeah. I know we had that defense. and and But, man, the way they were scoring, I don't know. I'm so <laughs> proud of both of those teams. And, you know, I, I hold them both in high regard. But I got to tell you, that 2004 team is a, holds a special place in my heart. And – I, I can feel like I could make a pretty strong case that they would have won in a head-to-head yeah, matchup. And, and, and the only reason I say, and I, I would say the determining factor would be defensively. Exactly. We were so dominant. And offensively, the game was different, mm-hmm. but we still were pretty dominant because we had, you know, three first-rounders in the backfield with great receivers. So, I mean, we were going to score two. Yeah. In 04, so – well, I appreciate you sharing some perspectives about being an Auburn football athlete. So let's talk just a little bit about your time after that. You go into the 2004 draft. You get uh, rank, uh, taken in the sixth round uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. What's that experience like? Not many of us get to go through the uh, NFL draft. What, what was that like? 
it's really it was fun, man. It was good. I, I, I'm glad I got drafted. Um, at times it was stressful waiting to hear your name called, but once it was called, it was great. Um, I got drafted by Dick Vermeil, legendary coach, and you know my time was there was fun. You know, I really really enjoyed being able to to experience the National Football League. So um, anybody that can make it, shoot for it, try hard, but it may not last long. So you better have something you know that you want to do afterwards saw these young athletes like you better know because even if you're there for two years three years five years at the end of the day you have to fall back on something so have that education and have your mind you know ready for for, for something else once it's all done but like I said the time the time there was great um the draft process was fun up until draft day when you're waiting and you're not knowing but once it's called it's amazing amazing feeling I'm a big fan of Coach Dick Vermeil. So when I saw one of my favorite players going to one of my favorite NFL coaches, that was a big day for me. I'm not going to lie. When I played the NFL video games, I put you on my team every time <laughs> and, ran, and ran around with you a lot. Uh, you know, so that was always fun to, to have you on my little virtual teams all the time. Uh, definitely, definitely. Any, any big moments in the NFL? I know your time wasn't super long there, but that, that you had? No, I would say, you know, maybe scoring against the St. Louis Rams. Mm -hmm getting up and Gronk spiking it before he, you know, Gronk spiked it. Uh, I don't even know. He probably was a little kid by that at that time. You know, by, <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I would say that probably my touchdown on a go route against the St. Louis Rams, Coach Vermeil's old team, was probably right. like the moment I could say, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm here, I made it type deal. But uh, I would say that one was definitely it. Now, I got to ask you about playing in NFL Europe because I forgot this was a thing. What's that like? Is that is that different from the NFL or is it nah, just football? It's for, for the football as far as the rules are the same. It's just it's really fun, actually. I mean, they blow whistles in the crowd. It's kind of strange. Like instead of, you know, clapping their hands, they'll blow whistles. You don't know if it's the official or the fans. But but man, it, it was really fun. It was a 10 week deal. Um, once I got allocated by Kansas City, you go over there in the offseason for 10 weeks and uh, play 10 games and a little playoff and I guess the World Bowl, but it is really, really fun. I wish they still had it for the guys who, you know, won the fringe or, or you know, wanted to get reps because um, what happened with me, my rookie year, I got hurt. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time I was out for a lot of time. So they kind of wanted to get me back into, you know, get back going. And that's why they sent me over to Europe. And I was, wasn't happy about it. But once I got there, I was like really, really happy that I was here. It was fun. The weather was good. We ate good. I mean, just seeing all the all the different places in Europe, it was really, really a great experience. And uh, the football was, was fun, man. It was competitive as well. Now, you played for the Rain. Is that how it said? Rain yeah, Fire? Ryan Fire. Ryan yep, Fire. Yes. It's okay. In, it's in Dusseldorf, Germany. It's in Dusseldorf, Germany. But then they have, like, the team in Cologne, Amsterdam, Frankfurt, um, Hamburg. So we were able to go see when we played each team. Mm -hmm different places so it, it was really 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 a fun experience so you have just been all over the place. a kid from tampa auburn mm -hmm. legacy comes to auburn gets to travel around the country with that gets to go to the nfl then goes overseas and plays you are well-rounded yeah. my friend that's that's yeah. pretty good yeah it was pretty good man especially with thing you know with how, how the world is now with things are going on like you know looking back at it able to experience you know other countries a lot, a lot of cities different places like um, you know, looking back at it, really, you know, cherish every moment and, and just feel extra blessed to be, have been able to be a part of that and be around it, you know. Did you ever have any War Eagle moments overseas? Um, it was an Auburn fan. It was some Auburn fans all the way over there. Yeah. And they knew I went to Auburn, asked for pictures, War Eagle. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I was in actually Cologne and then Frankfurt, I guess we have a base over there um, for the you know military. So a lot of Americans over there, but some of them were, uh, from Alabama and I got to, you know, link up with them and they were all Auburn. A couple of them remember what, when I was playing, cause it was like you know, the year before or whatnot. So it was pretty cool, man. All the way across the world. Yeah. It's, it's interesting what uh, the sport of football will take you uh, to do mm -hmm. some different experience and things like that. Sounds like you've had a great time there. Let's talk a little bit about you now. Uh, you've already mentioned that you're a, a Tampa res a resident. You are a head coach at Tampa Catholic. You went from athlete to coach. Any uh, different perspectives now that you're looking at it from this side? Yeah, a lot, man. Now, now you can see why the coaches are how they are, why they're always consistently on you, being on time, um, attention to detail, just, just 
everything as a player where you wonder why is a coach so particular about, mm-hmm. you know, um, now as a head coach, you see it just because you want to know, just because to have everything ran right, you know, everything needs to be scheduled and, and, and being, I guess, fine tuned in the right spot at all times to help it all go, you know? I, I would imagine, you know, some time now removed from playing days and being a coach, you definitely got some different perspectives on that. And, you know, so as a, you're a head coach now, what were you coaching before? Were you a positional coach before head coach? So I, I started off coaching youth football as a head coach mm-hmm. for like 14 year old kids on so middle school. And then um, I ended up taking over as a receiver coach at my high school that I am at now. Yeah. And I was there three years and then got promoted to the head coach once the, previous head coach to the college job. Awesome. Awesome. So, you, yeah, ever, yes. you ever show any of those wide receivers you have there, some of your game tape and say, y- y'all can't beat this. <laughs> yeah. 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 I show it to them. Yeah. Or I may post something on Instagram here and there and just show them like, man, all this y'all doing is saying that you can do. I've, mm-hmm. I've been there, done that and probably was better than y'all. So listen, that's <laughs> well, the so, easiest way to put it. Well, no, I, I would hope that you do that. Cause you had some great highlights there. Uh, you know, I always yeah. remember you running down the sideline uh, with Cadillac there. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think one of the most underappreciated things that a wide receiver these days doesn't pick up on is the ability to block. And I know it yeah. depends on the offense and things like that. And if you can throw a mean block as a wide receiver, you will win a lot of respect. Yes, <laughs> so. yes, yes, yes. And we did a lot of that at all. Therefore, therefore we got good at, it. so I always kind of tell my receivers and guys, if, when you don't have the ball, block your butt off. Because, you know, you earn some respect. Absolutely. So now you are a head coach. You've, you know, time removed from the game and, and, and as an athlete, and you've come back to Auburn a few times. What's it now like being removed from that sense and kind of just being part of the Auburn family, the general fan base? Uh, do you go come to games that uh, often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been cool. It's been fun, man. I um, watch all the Auburn games. I keep up with all the recruiting, um, you know, coaching changes, guys we're bringing in transfers we're getting so and I keep up with it just like a normal fan and it's really at times been fun and and and, and exciting and at times been kind of upset and, and frustrated but mm-hmm. I think that's part of honestly being a uh, college football fan I would say in the SEC for the most part I mean some places you know better than others but I would say man at the end of the day man if you're competing in the SEC you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some you know and I know Alabama has been on a roll but I'm just saying for the most part, um, it's going to be like that. You know, fan bases are going to be, fan bases are going to be, I guess, passionate one way or another, one way or or the the other. But, um, yes, sometimes it's it's been exciting. Sometimes it's been frustrating. But I'm over to the core, so I'm I'm rocking with it however, however we are, good or bad. Absolutely. That's the only way to be as an Auburn family member. I think we've gotten a good perspective of your Auburn roots, where you've been, how you got there, and your time since then. What I'd like to do now with you is have a little fun and do a little Auburn questionnaire. It's about 12 questions, this or that. Pick your favorite type of this. Uh, Maybe some explanation would be deserved from some of these answers, too. We'll see what happens. They're usually pretty fun. Question number one, orange or blue? Blue. Why? Darker color. I just like the darker color. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes sometimes orange you walk around look like a pumpkin you know it's so funny i think people are thrown off when i ask the why on that part of that question they're like what do you mean why it's just the one i pick you know <laughs> no nah, I, I i'm always like dark colors i like black i like dark blue orange is you know kind of bright and and Very you loud. might walk like i said if it's not halloween you just walk around with a bright orange shirt eh, you know but I, <laughs> I say blue i like i like it question number two obby or war eagle War eagle because it's just amazing what what uh, that eagle can do and, and drop to the middle of the uh, of the middle of the field at the at the fifty yard line before kickoff. Yeah, real quick, let me take a quick aside on that. As a player, did you ever get to watch it flying down, or were y'all always in the tunnel? I didn't, I didn't see it until at, at, a, at a game setting mm-hmm. until I came back because we're inside, right? I mean, yeah, but it, it, it's it's amazing, it's amazing. So war eagle for sure. All right, question three. What's your favorite part of the Auburn fight song? Word, phrase, whatever. I know you got to <laughs> run it through your head real quick. <laughs> Dang. Ever to conquer, never to you. That's that's usually a popular one there. But ever, it's, to con- it's, ever, 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 ever to conquer, never to you. Yeah. It speaks to, you know, the Auburn spirit a little bit, you know, and that yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. in essence, defines who we are. Question four. This might be an easy answer here. Let's see. 
your favorite Auburn athletics program, what sport? Uh, let's see. Bruce Pearl had me going, man, a little bit, man. <laughs> uh, Auburn football, for sure. Of course. I Soft, figured softball, softball had me going for a little bit, too. But I did. There's a lot of programs right now that are really starting to kind of take some attention, you know, and I'm not surprised yeah. that you said softball. Had, had you for a moment. It's hard not to like Bruce Pearl, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Auburn football. Auburn football, for sure. All right. Question five. This will be interesting. Your favorite Auburn athlete? Cam Newton. Hands down. It's hard to beat but that one. Growing up, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. I never saw Bo Jackson play in orange and blue except yeah. for the highlights. But I got to see Cam Newton play, I guess, was 13-0 or 14-0. Every 14 of those games, I watched him, and he was phenomenal. And he put Auburn – you know, we were, all, were always Auburn. But, you know, when it was dominated by other schools and teams and you dropped this guy on the campus and – he wins the national championship, wins every game. You know, it's hard not to say Cam. You know, um, Bo Bo is right there, but I'm just. Are you talking about from the time at Auburn or just in general? In general, all time. More than Bo Jackson, there you for go. sure. It's hard Bo to Jackson, pick for two. sure. I thought you meant as an Auburn fan and watching. You know, I was gonna say Cam Newton, mm-hmm. but as far as just a total athlete, the greatest athlete of all time, Bo Jackson. There you go. Question six. Out of all time, your time, any time before that, in the future, if you can see the future, your favorite Auburn coach, any sport too? Man, that's a good question. My favorite Auburn coach. I'll probably say Coach Greg Knox because he was my receiver coach at Auburn. He's now the Florida's running back coach, but he was probably the reason just how he was on me and how he, you know, just every day, all the time. It was probably be the reason I say that is because he helped me be successful. And see, that's why I love asking you this question, because when I ask this to just the general fan, you know, we typically get, you know, Coach Sugar and you'll get a, you know, Gene Chizik, a Tommy Tuberville, Gus Malzahn, all that kind of stuff, Bruce Pearl. But to hear you actually, you know, give a shout out to an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah. that's a great thing. Yeah, he's there, right? Him and him and and Kevin Yoxel that we spoke about earlier Mm -hmm. are – Right there. Just because my time there without those guys, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it makes so Yox, a lot of sense. Yeah, Yox and Knox, definitely. Yox and Knox. I love it. <laughs> Question seven, your favorite non-athletics Auburn person. So this can be anybody, a celebrity, a family member, a te- a professor, or just a general fan that you've gotten. Any, the, when I think of Auburn outside of athletics, I think of this person. Man, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe I'm too much of an Auburn athletics uh, outside of athletics. I don't even know. How about yourself? For me, uh, it would probably be David Housel, uh, the Auburn historian. Uh, Yeah, so so that's that's, AD. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be. He was a great. He was a great dude. Um, He's a great dude. Man, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, we'll let you think on that. Maybe you'll get back to us someday on that one. There's too many to count, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't even think. Yeah. All right. Question eight. Your favorite Auburn building, any of them? So, I mean, uh, not so hall. The Haley Center. Haley Center. Interesting. Is it just because that's where all your classes were? It's Haley Center. Yes. Yeah, where the classes were, the hangout, the, the concourse on the yard was all just right by the Haley Center. Yeah. Okay. So, if, you, if I'm just saying building just in my time, yeah, the Haley Center. Awesome. Well, you know, a lot of people say to this day that people are still stuck in the Haley Center because it's some type of vortex that people can never find their way. <laughs> is, out. Is it, how is it? I ain't been there lately. How is it? Is it still there? I, I've lost friends to this day. I still can't find them. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's still yeah, there. Yeah. It's still, you know, I think it's one of those buildings that everybody loves to hate on. But if they ever get rid of it, there will be a protest. No, because, because I, and I just say because on the first floor, that was a hangout spot. Yeah. So everybody had class in the Haley Center. Yeah. They walk in. But, you know, it's funny that you said that because. Once you go through there and you start going through the building, it's like however many stories and half the classrooms look like they're empty. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can see why you would people would say that. But yeah, I'll get ahead of saying Yeah, it was a very like common area where a lot of people hung out, you know, yeah. between classes and stuff like that. It still is yeah. to this day, um, if you don't get lost in there. Uh, question nine, your favorite Auburn place to eat, even if it's not there anymore. What's the place with those big old hamburgers? Oh gosh. Is it cheeseburger cheeseburger? Is that what we're yeah, thinking of? I used to go there all the time. Um, and I don't know if you can we can count Guthrie's. I used to go there all the time. I'll count it. I'll count Guthrie's. It. Guthrie's by far then. I just don't know if it's there, but Guthrie's by far. I, I mean we we ate that every other day. Are we talking the Guthrie's on Opelika Road right there at the little t- the corner or it's, the one at the gas station? 
I'll talk about the one. It's like a, it's like around the little. Uh, it's not at the gas station. The other okay. one. That's it the, used to okay. be right on on like Oprah, like a road, like you're gonna go to the mall, like on yeah, the that's it. Roundabout. Okay, that one. That yeah, one, yeah, that yeah. One. I I live right by that one. I I frequent that one myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Too yeah, me much. too. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> All right, only three questions left. Uh, number 10, your favorite Auburn tradition? Tiger Hawks. Like, I mean, the Tumor Corner deal is kind of, you know, uh, it's kind of cool too, but I, I would say Tiger Hawks for sure. Number 11, your favorite Auburn memory? Probably scoring that first touchdown against Vanderbilt in 03. Between that and, and, that, and that first play to Iron Bowl in 03. But I would say that, that first touchdown just because it got the monkey off our back and we got on the roll. It was an, uh, the weight was lifted, I'm sure, for yourself and your teammates, but for us teammates. as fans as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I'll say that. I'll say that. All right. Last question. Describe Auburn to me in one word other than family. I know I made this one harder for people. (laughs) One word, but not family. I don't know. Dang, you got me on that one. Just joyful. That's a we have not had that one yet. Joy joyful. Because anytime I'm on the planes, it just feels everybody's happy, you know. Even even sometimes after a loss, you know, it's warrior, warrior, everybody walking around and, you know, it's, it's, it's like a joyful just environment, place to be, you know. See, you were worried about giving that answer. You gave a great one. We have not had joyful. that one yet. Joy is joyful. It is joyful. And I, and I tell people that to this day, black, white, purple, you know, whatever your race is, whatever your beliefs are, it's like when you're, when you're on campus and I, more so for so game days on Saturdays, it's just like, it's so it's just joyful. Orange and blue is all that matters at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, as we close out, would you share in your Auburn roots for us? If you had a final message or anything that you wanted to say to your Auburn family, what would it be? Just War Eagle. And and I look forward to us winning a lot of football games in the future. Hopefully Coach Harson brings back that that uh that mean you know, that toughness, that mean streak of guys ready to go and kick some butt. Not not that Gus didn't, but it just, you know, be be uh you know, a new day there and Hopefully we have a great, great fall and, and finish off these spring sports pretty well. And, and that's really it, man. Just continue to be that big Auburn family, great, joyful family that we are. Absolutely. It's a great way to finish out your Auburn roots. And we are so appreciative of you, Jarris, for spending some time with us to talk a little bit about your time before, while you were there and after. And we hope that the Auburn family has gotten a chance to get to know you just a little bit better. Uh, so thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. War Eagle. War Eagle.